Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I'll Be Right Back, the RSL podcast, where we don't talk about RSL, only talk with the people that make it tick. I'm your host, Tony Beltran, and thank you very much for joining us today. If you missed last week's episode, please go and check it out. It's live right now. It was the first ever meeting of the RSL Book Club. We did Isaac Isimov's iRobot. We had on Justin Glad, Jordan Allen, and Mr. Ryan Cotter, and we had a fun time. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Right now, we're working on the next book, which is Ishmael by Daniel Quinn, and uh, we're probably going to have that meeting, that book club meeting, in about three weeks' time, hopefully. And we're looking to have some players from the Monarchs and from the Royals join in join in on that book club. So it's very exciting, and I am exciting about that endeavor. A little bit of uh, stuff before we start. I want to give a shout-out, uh, well wishes to Mr. David Horst, who unfortunately last week when he was playing with the Monarchs in Harriman tore his Achilles. And uh, obviously all of our hearts go out to Dave. Dave is a very close friend of mine, somebody who you know will come on the podcast at some point, but things keep coming up, something or another, and... Uh, You know, our hearts go out to Dave. We never want to see anybody go down like that, and um, we wish him well and a speedy recovery. So let's get into the meat of the show. Our very special guest today is one of my favorite people at RSL. He's someone who I've worked with now for, I think, gosh, it must be six or seven years if you count everything. Mr. Tyler Knight, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, T. Now, Tyler, so for those out there in the radio waves who don't know who you are or what you do at RSL, give the elevator pitch on who Tyler Knight is for this club. So Tyler Knight is a certified athletic trainer um, that probably the easiest way to put it is our lives revolve around um, sports medicine. It'll include injury prevention, diagnosis, evaluation, as well as kind of bridging the gap from medicine to performance. Mm -hmm. So from uh, table to field is probably the easiest way to put it. That is a great way to put it. So yeah, for those who don't really understand, so myself as a player, Tyler and uh, our other athletic trainer, Theron, are probably the two individuals that I spend the most time with. To be honest, we work with you guys, um, you know, I would say just as much as with the coaches, you know, if not more. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you guys are, like you said, the facilitators. You try to keep us healthy. That's your main job and get us ready for the next game and whatnot. So um so yeah, I mean, we spend quite a bit of time together. We're, we're very lucky to have you, I'll, <laughs> oh. I'll be honest. <laughs> Thank you. I feel very lucky to have you. Um, you know, just a quick example of, uh, you know, so like obviously you're one of the most pivotal people in my rehab. So you're from the day-to-day aspect, uh, you know, you're writing the protocol for what we're doing, what we're allowed to do, working with Dr. Cooper mm-hmm. and uh, also the strength staff and kind of, um, you know, tying everything t- together from the medical standpoint of as we push boundaries with my knee and as we go from week to week and we make um, jumps each week, you're kind of facilitating all the medical side of it and also, um, observing everything about how I'm feeling, you know, why I'm feeling this way and kind of helping me understand, um, everything that's going on. So I want to thank you for that and also give a quick little story just about to kind of put a picture in everybody's mind, just about how lucky I am to have Tyler and 
how much time and energy goes into this job because it really is it is an insanely time consuming job you guys put in a ton of hours we we love it and you guys make it easy though that's the best part <laughs> but um a good example of this is i remember man like so the first three months um after the second surgery and obviously after the first surgery mm-hmm. were miserable and then the season started you know i was excited to be around the guys and you know you guys left for preseason you know it was I was a little bummed, you know, being away from the team again and whatnot and not being able to take part. But then you guys come back. And for the first home game, I remember I came in to do my rehab. Me and Jordan Allen um, came in and uh, it was our opening game. And instead of doing the usual grind in the training room, in the weight room, you set up the whole protocol that day so we could go out and do, even though we were doing minimal stuff then, we did it on the field and we were in the stands. And like Jordan and I were reflecting back after that and we're like, wow, this is so cool. Tyler, we're so lucky to have Ty because he cares so much. He understands so much that that, you know, little mental boost is really important. Um, So thanks, man. No no problem. It it really is a grind. So part of our job and I think the things that Theron and I like to do to try to get outside of the box is is remember that you guys are people first. Mm -hmm. but those people happen to have a very specific skill set that they have a huge passion for. Sure. So if there's a way that we can incorporate our rehab and bring soccer back into it or, or bring soccer to you, that's massive. Cause like you said, it's a grind and, and sometimes no matter how diligent and creative you can get, it's just, it's hard to vary for sure. And like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, you're almost treating, uh, the mental side of your patient, right. you know, just as much as the physical side. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with, you know, being injured, dealing with professional athletes who are injured, because that is the, um, you know, above and beyond the hardest part of the job. So, okay, so this is good. I want to talk about uh, BFR. And uh, this is something that uh, has been recently incorporated into my my rehab and the rehab for several several other individuals in the club. And this is something, it's kind of like a, a new, a new tech, right? A new, a new study in the industry. And um, so for those who don't know what BFR is, first of all, it stands for blood flow restriction, blood flow restriction. That's right. And so um, I'll try and spell this out what it is. And then you can correct me. <laughs> you can come in and clean everything up. So the idea of it, and if I understand correctly, it was developed by the United States Army. Is that yeah, right? It, it started in the military. It started in the military. They're trying to make super soldiers. And instead, now we're going to make super athletes. I like that. It's a perfect transition. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so the idea of it is you essentially take a tourniquet mm-hmm. and you put it on, you know, at certain parts of the body to cut off blood supply to a muscle. And then you do exercises with, um, reducing that blood supply to that muscle. And then after you're done, you take that off and the body will send a bunch of nutrients to the muscle. Am I getting that right? Essentially. Yeah. You get, um, the body will react in the way that it does because of the, um, you could call it metabolic waste or the Mm -hmm. byproducts that you create through that, um, or through those movements and those exercises as you're doing them. It, it creates a very stressful environment without the load, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get a lot of the same benefits from very simple exercises, from bodyweight squats or, or simple things that you can do on a table mm-hmm. as you would from high-intensity training, which is the, the biggest uh, and probably the, the best part of BFR. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, for example, since, you know, say early on in my rehab when my knee wasn't able to take you know, I wasn't able to squat the weight that I'm doing now, or I wasn't right. able to, you know, use high weight. So this kind of tricks the body into thinking that I'm using a ton of weight, that I'm putting all that pressure on my knee or all that stress is a better word on my knee. But in, in actuality, I'm using like a five pound weight right. or even a one pound weight. 
And the one the one pounders burn. I, it does. I, I, <laughs> I mean, everything burns with PFR. That's the that was the craziest thing to me. Like, you know, because as an athlete, as a competitor, you were telling me about this, and I remember thinking, like, all right, well, I'll be able to push through. You right. know, I'm different than everybody else, and like. You know, if they fatigue quickly, you know, that's them, but I'll be able to push right. through. But then you put this machine on and like you cut off the blood supply and you're trying to do these really simple elementary exercises and it's impossible. It's it's very humbling to yeah. say the least. <laughs> that's a perfect it, word for it. it. It makes you respect the amount of weight that you can do without the cuff mm-hmm. <laughs> because the moment that inflates and you restrict for at least your lower extremity, we're doing 80% of your arterial flow. So the blood flow in, mm-hmm. the moment you restrict that, um, your your body and especially the the leg that you have the cuff on is just in shock yeah it, it doesn't know what's going on the the body is trying to get new blood there but um the the small percentage of blood that's coming in really doesn't have in, have the opportunity to exit which is what creates that environment for um growth hormone is one of the biggest things you'll hear mm-hmm. uh, which is huge not only during the, I guess, during your movements, but also your recovery with it. Mm -hmm. And you talk about muscle protein synthesis and it's, it's just ideal for, um, immediately post-op as well as kind of where we're at now. And we'll continue to use this. I know you've, you've used it on the bike as well Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's it's, it's still humbling. (laughs) You think I, Oh, I can spend with this for 10, 20 minutes and Five minutes in, I'm toast. That's it. Yeah, I can't feel my leg anymore. Yeah, the first time I did it, it was very, it was like almost a claustrophobic feeling. It was like I had a parasite on my leg or something. But I've gotten beyond that, and um, and I I really like it now. So, for example, with someone like Dave, you know, who just tore his Achilles, normally on that timeline after such an injury, you can't stress any of those muscles around his Achilles for like I'm guessing a couple months. But this changes that. Correct. Yeah. You're, you're thinking multiple weeks, especially with Achilles tendon ruptures. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's multiple weeks of muscles atrophying. Um, and you're really losing not only the, um, cross-sectional area, so the muscle size, but obviously you're also losing the strength. What BFR allows us to do on those early stage pre-op is, um, either mitigate that or completely, um, you, you try to remove the chance of the atrophy happening. Um, they've found that in studies of they've gone up to two to three weeks of essentially immobilizing one population and using BFR on the other population um, while they're immobilized as well. Mm-hmm. And they're finding that the um, group that is utilizing the BFR, the amount of muscle they lose, the amount of atrophy is significantly less, if any, wow. um, especially when you compare that to the group that was just immobilized and didn't do anything. Wow. That's wild. Cause that's mind blowing. Cause I, we didn't have this, you weren't certified in this yet, uh, immediately following my surgery. And I remember how quickly I atrophied and I could not believe it. Like as somebody who's, you know, worked my muscles for my entire life and then being bedridden for two weeks. And it was like, that was it for my Mm -hmm. leg. It's, it's absolutely wild how quickly that happens for the body to the body. Um, okay. So a couple questions I have, are there, so it, this blows my mind because it's so interesting. How, first of all, how is this developed? Do you know this? Like, um, I, I kind of have a little bit of the background. We were fortunate at our certification course. Um, our instructor, give a shout out, Zachary Dunkel, um, mm. was awesome. But um, he was a sniper in some branch of the military, if I'm not messing that up correctly. So okay. he kind of had a unique perspective of it, but was also there firsthand um, and got to experience it as this research is is starting to progress Mm -hmm. so they started it um i hope i'm not exaggerating by saying hundreds of years ago but they were they were using it as battlefield tourniquets Um, and so they kind of started to experiment and find out the science behind it Um, and then the way uh, we were shared the way zachary told us was essentially 
um, the U.S. military started using it to try to limit the risk of um, amputation in uh, military and service members that had sustained, you know, a massive amount of injury mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Um, IEDs to um, roadside bombs. I mean, we're, we're talking about a massive amount of damage sure. um, where most of these people were at some point along in their rehab weren't able to save their limb anymore. So they were having to amputate it because of atrophy, because of pain. Mm-hmm. And so the military said, hey, let's let's give this a go. We kind of know the science behind it, but let's try to figure out a little bit more. And they were successfully able to start incorporating this in um, these blast trauma patients and reduce the amount of amputations they had. Wow. So you, you kind of give, you allow people to, to hold on to a piece of their life that 5, 10, 15 years ago wasn't the case. Yeah. wasn't an option. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Okay. So um, very interesting. But for the average person who, you know, maybe doesn't have access to, to the equipment we have, because, you mm-hmm. know, all this equipment is very expensive. You know, we shouldn't uh, encourage people to go out no. there and just <laughs> put a belt, you know, on their quad and like start doing squats or anything, right? Correct. Yeah. The <laughs> unit, the unit that we use is obviously um, very technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it determines for your lower extremity 80 percent uh, or how much pressure it needs to apply to restrict 80 percent of your blood flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so good because it will adjust um, either by reducing or increasing the amount of of um, I guess circumferential grip it has on you as you're moving through your motion. So if it takes a 150 milligrams of mercury to occlude your artery 80%, mm-hmm. it's not going to stay at 150 the whole time because obviously as your muscle flexes, the the amount of pressure it will need is is less because now you have something pushing against the cuff. If sure, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it can range. Say 150 is our magical number, but throughout your treatment, it may range from 130 to 170. So it's constantly reevaluating um, and remeasuring that amount of occlusion. Okay. So yeah, hi- highly not recommended to <laughs> to go out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To to pop some some bands on at home and and get start this doing world. curls or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Very. It's it's very interesting, and it's certainly an experience trying it out. It blew me away the first time, and I'm kind of addicted it to, addicted to it to be honest, because it's alleviating a lot of the patellar pen tendon pain that I'm having, uh, which is where my graft was taken for my ACL. So, um, so yeah, very thankful for BFR and thankful that, you know, you guys take your time, uh, you know, to go and to get educated and certified in these courses, because it's not something you have to do. And it makes your already long days very longer. So, um, thank you for that tie. Oh, anytime, man. And, uh, okay. We, you know, during this, uh, it's July, today's July 7th when we're recording this. So we would be amiss if we didn't talk about the world cup, Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right before we recorded this, or we started recording this podcast, Belgium is up to nothing against Brazil. And, uh, we were going to try to record with the game on in the background, but about, you know, 10 seconds into that, I made the call. All right, this isn't going to work. We're going to be way too distracted. So. Hopefully it's not like a four-four game right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I would lose it, <laughs> right? If we're but we would that. never know, so we'd be fine. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, but yeah, okay. So I want to talk about the World Cup a little bit, and uh, so the quarterfinals are currently taking place, and um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about our World Cup memories, and I've just been thinking about this tournament a lot, you know, lately. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we're in the moment of it, but um, just about like why this specific tournament has um, brought me so much joy, and also so like simultaneously so much melancholy. And hear right. me out. Uh, on this, take a walk with me. I, I think this is, I think it's pretty fair to say, it's pretty safe to say, this is the best tournament, the best soccer tournament mm-hmm. um, uh, I can ever remember watching in my lifetime. 
there's been drama in almost every game. You know, every game seems to be end to end. There's goals in every game. It's been fantastic. There's been a ton of storylines uh, to follow, and it's just been it's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, would you agree? I would. Um, I think if if there was a word that I could use to describe this World Cup, it would be parody. Parody, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like that's what we've lacked in other World Cups. Your powerhouses are always advancing. True. Um, and you look at at the teams that are left right now, and you're missing some some major countries, major players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have never, you know, thought that Russia and Sweden would have gotten this far. Right. I never thought that Japan would have played the way they did against against Belgium. Against Belgium. And um, you know, it's it's been so much fun to watch. Exactly from what you're saying there, from that standpoint. And I think uh, the reason why you know it brings me a little bit of sadness as well, though, is because. The U.S. isn't in the tournament, yeah. you know, of course. And uh, on, one, on one hand, it as a spectator, as a, an American, it makes it a little less stressful because I'm not so caught up and so concerned with how the U.S. is doing. But then I was really thinking about this after I watched the Japan game against Belgium the other day. And they were up. I'm sure everybody saw the game. But for those who weren't, they were up 2-0. Um, nobody would have guessed that in the 55th minute they'd be up 2-0 against arguably the best team in the tournament. Certainly the best team on paper in the tournament. And... Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Uh, just the way they played, even after Belgium scored the first goal and the second goal to tie it up, they were, they were fearless. They were attacking, you know, they weren't scared of the challenge. They were going, 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 pushing until the last second. You know, that was eventually their downfall, trying to score off that corner and getting countered down the other side of the field. And I kept thinking about, um, you know, all the, uh, all the Japanese, um, young boys and young girls watching that game. And thinking that like that kind of performance, even though they didn't win, is the kind of thing that inspires you know mm-hmm. the next generation, right. inspires kids to um, to you know go outside right after the game and start playing with the ball, and then from those kids, you know maybe Japan has some future success someday because of what happened on that field in that moment. And so I was thinking about how that played into my lifetime and kind of reflecting on that and talking to my mom a little bit about it. And so this is kind of an interesting story, just about. Um, my history with the World Cup. So when I was a kid, I don't know if you were like this. Actually, I know you were because I listened to your dad uh, speak at your wedding and he was saying you're pretty much like me, just running in circles all day. I thought he was a man of few words and was more socially awkward, but my dad, you've you've proved me wrong and, and continued to surprise me even at an older age. I love this. We'll get into the marriage stuff later, but I love the story of... Uh, you wrestling yourself on the ground and your sister watching. <laughs> you, you know, you never know what life's going to throw at exactly. you. Exactly. So you got to be prepared, be... <laughs> right? Sometimes you just got to wrestle that, yourself. That's yeah. in our job description, right? <laughs> but you no, know, yeah. So I was, you know, very high active kid. And obviously I love playing soccer, but I never really loved watching soccer. I remember being that's at a soccer way. camp one time and, uh, you know, U.S. was playing and everybody was stopping to watch it. And the coach that was running the camp was like, Tony, we got to watch this game. And I remember... I said to him, like, I don't want to watch soccer. I'm at soccer camp. I want to go play soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was very hard for me to kind of get into that for whatever reason. Maybe it was, you know, it wasn't that widely broadcast at the time. And, right. you know, there wasn't a well-established American League and whatnot. But there is a pivotal moment that happened, I think I was 11 or 12, when that kind of changed everything. And uh, it was it was the 99 Women's World Cup. 
And so that take, took place in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. And the final, the final four was hosted. It was played at the Rose Bowl. And uh, for those who don't know, I grew up in, in the Inland Empire, you know, an hour northeast of L.A. in a town called Claremont. And, uh, you know, I was, my parents were involved in the soccer community because I was invested in and whatnot. And so they got wind that the women's team was actually coming to our hometown, to our private colleges, to train before, these, uh, before the Final Four. And so we went out and watched them practice. And uh, I remember the U.S. trained for like a good two hours. And uh, slowly as, you know, word got out, the crowd got bigger and bigger. And uh, there ended up being like, you know, over a thousand people watching them train. And uh, they were, you know, great with security and all that stuff. And afterwards, they must have spent a good two hours talking to everybody that was there, you know, signing autographs and just spending time. And really, you know, they didn't have to do this and, you know, taking time out of their day. And, you know, they're trying to get prepared for a game, but just to connect with the community. And then after that, um, it was like something clicked because I had made that face to face connection and like, you know, establish that personal relationship and then watch them in the final and watch, you know, me, Han, Brian Chastain, Julie Fowdy, all them win the, win the World Cup. And then after that, I was, it was just like something clicked where, uh, where all of a sudden, you know, I couldn't get enough of watching soccer as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of a special memory and something, you know, maybe a little bit unusual, but why the World Cup, even though, you know, this is the men's World Cup and not the women's, but mm-hmm. like, just an example for me personally of like how far this tournament reaches and how much it inspires people, um, you know, cross culturally and, and just all just worldly, really. Um, and just why this tournament is just so special and so, so, so much fun. So I think you were as you were talking about Japan and, and what that is, is probably doing in the lives of all the, the young men, the young boys that were watching this happen mm-hmm. and, and watch the way they fought in this World Cup. My first two memories or first two thoughts were the women's world cup that they won. Yeah. Um, because you, that image is for those of us that watched, uh, it's, it's iconic. Plastered. Yeah. It's, it's plastered in your mind and, and it really got people excited about soccer. And as, as soccer t- continued to grow 10 or 15 years later, mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to the world cup in 2014 when the U S made a run. Yeah. When Landon scored against. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and what it was doing to the, to the young men and the young boys here and, and to have a, a 10 to 20 year span like that, where males and females alike are all getting so excited about soccer because mm-hmm. of, um, the passion behind it and the memories that, that are being created. It's, it's unreal. Our, um, I also think back to the unfortunate 2006 World Cup final. As you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a French national team yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for those that uh, were rooting for Uruguay today. But um, my happened to be the best man in the wedding. But Connor and I, for every um, big World Cup match, he's an Italian fan. So if, it, if France or Italy, Italy were playing, um, this will make your health bug go a little uneasy. <laughs> but we would go to Sabaro's Pizza in the oh, mall man. and get one of those large pizzas and oh, just gosh. cut it right down the center and chow down for the full 90 minutes. <laughs> and we would smoke. That was your that. World Cup? <laughs> that, <laughs> was our, that was our, our three your opponent. weeks of excitement. <laughs> yes. So it was... It was amazing. It was um, it was fun to spend that time with with one of my best friends and some of our other friends because again the excitement about soccer is growing. It's being more televised, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you're you're just sitting on the couch with your your buddy pounding pizza and watching a sport that that you love that you love, <laughs> and that's really what it's all about. Yeah, and I made a mistake earlier. I said Landon when you said 2014. That was 2010. But, uh, you know, it's same concept because uh, like 2014 when Kyle was there, you mm-hmm. know, how many kids did Kyle inspire? Kyle and Nick inspire in, exactly. in the state of Utah, you know, all across the U.S. And that's, you know, that is the bummer. The Probably the 
the main thing I lament from the U.S. Uh, not making this tournament. But it's okay. You know, we lose a little bit of time. But still, kids are watching and kids, you know, still get inspired from other countries and, and we'll be back. And and the excitement will continue to grow. <clears throat> exactly. No matter what, there's, there's been conversations about it, whether it's positive or negative. So the, the fire is there. The energy is there. Mm-hmm. Now let's... Uh, Let's just cross our fingers and, and wish everybody the best of luck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, we've seen that growth, growth firsthand right. just in this league, you know, since you've been in the MLS for six years now, is it? Overall? Yeah, yeah. Six Overall. years, yeah. I mean, it's, every year I feel like it just ex- is exploding and just grows exponentially. It's it's wild to be a part of. Um, but let's, let's talk about maybe a, a more important kind of growth a little bit. I want to congratulate you um, on your recent nuptials. Thank you, know, you. You got married now – Two week anniversary is coming up this weekend, or is it three week? I think it's three. three I should week. know this, but I, <laughs> just make sure you know the year ones. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. What was what was the date? So, June seventeenth. June seventeenth. That's right. June seventeenth. It was a. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. Teal and I had a wonderful time. It was We're a beautiful wedding. Um, you know, it was very nice to meet. It's always nice to meet. Um, you know, extended family of people that I care about. And get to hear, you know, it was so wonderful hearing all your groomsmen speak, her bridesmaids, and your family speak as well. It was a very, it was a very moving day and just a beautiful day, deserving of you too. Um, so congratulations, my man. Well, well, thank you. It was, we were so glad that it turned out to be such a beautiful day. Cause I don't know if Hope told you, cause we didn't realize this. We were, we were packed downstairs in a theater watching the world cup. But it was oh, the day of the wedding, the day of the wedding, <laughs> but it was hailing that morning. I did Park not City. know that. No way. Um, it was hailing. So um, the weather was not supposed to be great by any form or fashion that changed late in the week. Um, so we thought that it was going to be great leading up and then had a rude awakening when I looked at the weather Friday morning. Um, powered through. Yeah. And we were we were just very blessed and fortunate to to have that day and all you guys there. We were we're stoked. It'll yeah. be a great memory forever. For Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad it all worked out weather-wise. I remember we were driving up there, up the canyon, and I was thinking like, oh, good, there's no clouds, you know, or they were moving <laughs> right. away. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a great day for Tyre. But yeah, I can't even imagine it hailing in the morning and how stressful that is. <laughs> Luis Silva will attribute the uh, beautiful weather to Mexico winning that morning. That's so. a good point. <laughs> so, <laughs> was that the Mexico-Germany game yep, day? That was. Yeah, yeah. wow. Wow. So we, we were all piled in there screaming, yelling. Uh, it was it was a blast. Yeah. A, another memorable World Cup. Right. Exactly. And a, and a yeah. Life tied, yeah, absolutely tied to it. So so let's talk about the wedding day, because, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there have been, you know, are married or have been married and have experienced that. And it is a it is a process. It is. Um, it's obviously, you know, one of the biggest days of your life, if not the biggest. And um it's a very special day, but it is a, it can be very overwhelming at times, certainly expensive and, uh, you know, so stressful, but then you get to this point, it seems to be just all worth it in the end. It does. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> we, if I were to give advice to anyone embarking on, on the adventure, at least of the wedding day, which includes marriage, mm-hmm. um, it would be to have something to do on wedding morning. I, <laughs> I, I think the, the few times that we went upstairs to grab food, it, it seemed like the the girls were scrambling around and everybody was very stressed and for me and my groomsmen and the, and the friends that made the trip in to uh to park city to be there with us um on wedding day but also that morning mm-hmm. we were all so relaxed and laid back because we were we were watching the world Cup. watched yeah you we, had something to take your mind off we of it, had yeah. a distraction we had something <clears throat> to take our minds off of it and um looking back i'm so thankful for that because the the hour leading up from the time we arrived at the venue to the time that uh my myself and our our pastor walked down the aisle i mean that hour was it's crazy right was <laughs> nerve-wracking. yeah i've been nervous for a lot of games but nothing quite like that hour it's it's not like nervousness like you know not at all like i don't want to do this it's just so much um 
and anxiety and anticipation. anticipation, Yeah. Yeah, I remember being in that hour and just being like, okay, I'm ready to get married. Let's go. Let's Mm -hmm. go. Let's go. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean on, on, uh, our wedding day, we played, um, soccer tennis for like two hours in the morning. And, um, there was so much fun, you know, Dave was there, Sites was there, Shuler was there. I remember Luki came by and, you know, we just played soccer tennis with Takashi and his brother and they're all speaking (laughs) Japanese and have no idea. And my buddy, Josh, uh, shout out to Josh Finehour is just sweating all over the place. Um, uh, it was, it was a blast, but I, I agree that distraction in the morning, just kind of like that, uh, easy going laid back mm-hmm. attitude is helpful because it is such a, like a high pressure day because you want everything to go perfectly for, you know, not for yourself a little bit, but more so for, for your bride. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you know how much work they put into it and how much it means to them. You want it to be perfect for them because mm-hmm. you care, you know, that's why you're getting married and all that. Um, so that's, that's good advice. That's, that's good <laughs> advice. What else surprised you about the whole process? Everybody, everybody said, obviously it, it surprises you how fast it goes, which, which was shocking. Um, but I remember sitting at the table and you always, I guess there's two, two answers to that. I had two moments. Um, I remember the wedding day sitting at the table, everyone's eating and, and I'm kind of just looking around because that was some of the other advice we got was from you as well (laughs) was to take a moment for yourself. Sure. Um, because it's such a crazy day take a moment or two where, where you sit back and relax mm-hmm. and, and reflect a little reflect bit, soak, a little soak bit. it in. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember looking at hope and I just said, everybody's here for us. And that's such a, a crazy, I guess, thought and feeling because you, you know, um, all those that you have in your life and that have impacted yours and that, and that hopefully you're impacting theirs as well in some mm-hmm. positive way. But it, it's, it's so odd to get everybody that you love, even the people that couldn't be there, but mm-hmm. past and present all in the same place. Um, and it, it's just an eerie feeling. And we were, I, I was blown away and it, but it was cool. It is um, cool. Yeah. And the other big moment I had is the night before the wedding, after the rehearsal dinner, our, uh, I actually don't know who organized. It. I feel like I was the only one that didn't know what was going on, but we all <laughs> got in a room and sat down, hope and I in the center and the, you know, 40, 50 pe- or 30 or 40 people that are there with us kind of surrounded us. And I'm like, we're about to get roasted. This is, <laughs> this is great. And because I'm the only one that doesn't know what's going on, it's just going to be me. Um, but what it was is everybody had talked and they all went around the room, introduced themselves. Cause we had people from, I think we counted, it was like 10 to 12 States, 10 mm-hmm. to 12 separate States. Um, and so everyone went around, introduced themselves, um, talked about how they knew Hope or I, and then the majority of people shared how we had, had touched their lives in, in some form or fashion. Wow. And to hear that from people is not only is it powerful, but it's, um, it's emotional in such a good way Yeah. because you, you never know all the time walking through life, how you're influencing others in a good way. So sometimes to hear that is it was a special thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think that's why I didn't cry as much on the wedding day is because I got all the tears out the night, <laughs> the night before. <laughs> the night before. <laughs> but it was it was awesome. That's a wow. What a what a neat idea. What a perfect idea to kind of like you said encapsulate all the the emotions and the different people um, right. because you are like you said bridging bridging gaps within yeah. your life because exactly. a lot of these people have never been in the same room together. Exactly. But um, they share this common bond. Is that you know. They love, you know, you and Hope, and they're here to celebrate your love, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. And to, I agree to see those people, like, connecting, and to, wow, what a great idea to have them all talk about that, um, just for perspective and all that. That's, wow, beautiful moment, Ty. It that's, was. That's very cool. So, congratulations, my friend. Um, I wish you and Hope nothing but the happy, all the happiness in the world. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. <laughs> um, uh, congratulations. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a beautiful day. 
and uh, yeah, I'm excited for you too. No, we we're, were we were thankful to have you there. Thank you for how you've impacted my life. <laughs> um, the the viewers probably don't know enough about you, but um, <laughs> Tony's the best, most stand up, caring guy. Um, I think probably that I've ever worked with. We we have a great bunch here. We're we very, do. We, we're, we're very, very lucky. We're very spoiled. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's like uh, it's funny. Some people I've joked with some people sometimes. It's you know obviously I'm married to Teal, but I have like it's like almost like I have my work wives. Like you know <laughs> you and Theron, yeah. you know, just because we spend so much time together right. and like you know we're with each other every day. We are. And this is for years and years and years. And so it's cool bond. So thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Um, again, congratulations on, uh, getting married and, you know, RSL fans, if you want to congratulate Tyler too, Tyler, where, where are you registered? I'm sure those things are still live. Oh my goodness. Um, we're on the knot. Uh, I do believe we're registered at Bed Bath & Beyond, Bed Bath, okay. Target, Amazon. Check out, check out those, uh, <laughs> retailers. And, you know, if you want to give Tyler some little love, um, then please go on there and send him and hope something. And, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that will do it for the show. So thank you so much, everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Tyler, for coming on. Um, like I talked about earlier, uh, the next book club, or the next book for the book for the RSL book club is Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. That is a Matt Gash recommendation. After that, we're doing a Kyle Beckerman recommendation, and then Christine Curl, who will be coming on the podcast shortly. She's our official RSL masseuse. A uh, very interesting position massage and some therapist. massage therapist. It, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I should have known. I, I should have known that term. You, KK. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, so, some interesting perspective that she's going to have, just kind of like insight into the team and whatnot. And she's a fantastic person as well. So, Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. If you want to get on board, we're going to talk about that in probably uh, three weeks' time. I hope everybody out there is enjoying the the World Cup and the nice weather. And uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in. I'm Tony Belchin, and I'll be right back. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it oh got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price 